You're listening to the Teach Better Talk podcast featuring expert educators eager to share progressive tactics to reach more students. Teach Better Talk is created by teachers and fueled by passion. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 47 of Teach Better Talk. I'm Ray Hewart and as always, I am with the drumroll please gifted jeff gargas gifted what with gifted you're right. you're kind of okay. gifty you're gifted that makes me want to that makes me like <laughs> tiffany odds people so like i'm good at that that's true <laughs> tiffany is pretty gifted you might be second tier gifted but we'll <laughs> give it to you <laughs> i'm not even sure what that means but all right whatever roll on regardless of your talents, Jeff Gargas. <laughs> I'm excited about this episode because I have one of my great friends and um, amazing, amazing educator that we have on the show today. So before we get into all of those details, Jeff, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I um, I am loving the descriptive words that you are using lately. So whoever sent in gifted, thank you very much. Uh, if you, I know a lot of you guys have been tweeting at Ray or direct messenger in her or hitting her up on Instagram DMs and giving her words. So I appreciate that they have been nice so far. I don't know if you're hiding the mean ones or not, Ray, but I appreciate it if you are. Well, I'm um, saving those for later. Special <laughs> episode. Saving them for the right episode. I got you. Okay. All right. Well, we're 47 in. You've only said one time where you said something mean. So you um, did deserve it that day. I, I think I probably did that day, although you were nice to Kyle and he should have deserved it as well. But anyway, Moving on, we're talking about tonight. So I'm doing great. I love this. Um, I love Mondays because we get to record these episodes and we get to talk to amazing educators and hear their stories and uh, dig into their brains a little bit. Uh, so I'm super excited about tonight. You mentioned some of that. You, uh, a good friend of yours on this and a very uh, experienced educator with us, Steve Dively, who is currently the principal of Hadley Junior High in Glen Ellen, Illinois. He's also the president of the Association for Illinois Middle Grade Schools or the Ames Network, which is a organization that's doing some really awesome things in the state. Ray, you know this because you also sit on the board. Um, Steve's actually been a principal for four, over 14 years now. Uh, he's led two different schools to uh, the de designation of an Illinois school to watch. Um, and that's from the National Forum, Forum to Accelerate Middle School Reform. So that's not a, sh uh, a small task. So that's amazing. Um, so Steve, super excited to dive into your, your head tonight and just kind of get to know you a little bit. Talk about all this, these experiences that you've had over being a principal and working with the Ames Network and with your, your couple of different schools you've been with and, and the awards and everything. But first and foremost, I just want to say thank you for taking some time out of your day, hanging out with us, having some fun with us, and uh, letting us talk with you a little bit. How are you feeling tonight? I'm doing great, Jeff. Thank you very much for having me on. It is absolutely our pleasure. Well, Steve, I was excited for this first question because I've always wondered this about you. You've done so many things. You have such a vision that I've been able to witness being able to serve on the Ames board with you. And so when somebody asks you, whether it be at a grocery store, you know, the first time meeting somebody, how in the world do you describe all that you do? I mean, where, where do you even start? Hi, Ray. That's a great question, a great start. So really, I view myself as a coach who happens to work in education. When I was younger, I coached students in developing social skills, growing as an adolescent, you know, also in those academic areas of science and social studies. But as I grew as a person and a leader, my coaching extended into the world of adults and classrooms. Now I have a role that helps me coach and guide colleagues all across the state of Illinois. I really enjoy learning about leadership and applying new ideas. And really, uh, 
I'm in that stage of my career right now where I just want to take a risk and I encourage other people to do the same. What do you have to lose? Jeff, I think that speaks to you so much. You're all about taking risks. I, I know. I love it. I was, I was like, in, just like absorbing that for a minute. So I love that. So that, that flows in perfectly into what I, what I want to talk to you about there is, is taking risk and doing things. And, and, you know, you, you've had a, a pretty awesome uh, career, you know, in, in just, just uh, the last 14 years in the administration role and the principal role and stuff. Um, I want to dive into some, if you can pull a story from your, your time in education and tell us about a time that you failed. Maybe it's time you took it, taken a risk. Maybe it's not, but um, mm -hmm. tell us mm -hmm. about a time that you've, you've had a failure and, and what, what happened? What, why was it a failure to you? And then what did you take away from that experience? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. You know, what I like about uh, the Association of Illinois Middle Grade Schools is that I am an acting principal. So when I think about support networks and I think about coaches and people who are available to uh, lead you through the tough times and help guide you, um, I want to be that not only as a professional organization, but I want to be that as a principal as well. So when I hear about failure, I really think about reflection and whether or not I'm that person who questions myself for the, uh, for, for the purpose of improvement. A question I frequently ask in interview process is whether you're coachable and whether or not you can accept guidance and, and, and change direction. Uh, because to me, failure is really a guide to that continual improvement. So my story is I always believed that I was good at relationships, motivating people. Uh, I had uh, years of exp uh, being a leader under my belt. Um, but however, it's really only in the past few years, my reflections and work has caused me to reconsider my approach to adult learning and really how organizations form and how organizations move. I was a lucky recipient of a grant that provided me my own personal coach in the, time, in the area of time management, priorities, and how I provide feedback, especially celebrations. Now, I approach my calendar and people interactions in a way that's way more specific, more purposeful, and more supportive. I'm still learning and I have a long way to go in being the leader I want to be, but I'm thankful for the opportunity to experience my own coach provided me. So I think uh, not necessarily a specific fail, but certainly that that opportunity to reflect and change course and continue to be a better leader. And that reflection piece, yeah, that's that's so key. And and I love that you talk about are you are you coachable and you ask that because um, our our team will tell you like that. I talk about it all the time. Um, I'm reminded of uh, of Amber who was with us for uh, quite a while mm -hmm. or started with us as an intern and. For a long time, I just kept going back. I'm like, yeah, you're doing this. This is good. This is good. But I love the fact that you are so coachable. <clears throat> I can right. talk to you about anything. I can bring any kind of criticism to you, and you know that it's coming from a place of love and trying to help you, and you're just so coachable. And she just would just say, dot it, done, let's move on. And she just took it, and I just knew I could talk to her. Like, that's a big thing. And I think that's because she could reflect. And at a young age, that was amazing for me to see. Um, with the reflection, so so such a cool piece. I actually talked about that right. today in my Instagram stories. I was talking about myself reflecting on some things and uh, just the the ability, like it's okay to fail, it's okay to make mm -hmm. mistakes, it's okay to do things as long as you take the opportunity to reflect and grow. So I love that you went that that direction with it. Really, really cool. I want to take a side step here. Can you tell us really quick for someone who may not be familiar with the Ames Network? Can you give us a, a the uh, the the president's view of what what that that group is doing what's your organization what like what's the purpose what are you guys trying to accomplish with aims awesome fantastic look our brand is our network uh there's really a belief behind it that education is a team sport and that if you approach education as an isolated individual it's just harder than it needs to be aims was started back in the middle 1970s when the middle school movement was third was first starting uh to get started uh, heavy here in illinois uh 
So we are affiliated with AMBLE, which is the Association of uh, Middle Level Education, and also the, the Forum uh, for Middle School Reform. And so really we provide a network for people. Yes, our main mission is to provide training and professional development to all sorts of, uh, whether you're teachers, administrators, uh, student teachers, et cetera. But the power is our network. And so if you're looking to connect with other people, uh, it could be site visits, it could be uh, PD, it could be people coming to your school. Um, it could be just picking up the phone and having a conversation. But breaking down the barriers and connecting ourselves to each other, uh, to me, that's not only a key to survival, but it's our it's our key to success and a key to just job satisfaction and and, and feeling like can like we can contribute to each other. So how how can we can so many of the questions how can we continue to network and connect and share and support each other? Um, because it's not just about middle level education; it's really about progressive education, modern education. Uh, what are those ideas out there for kids? As students, adults, um, as we continue to make change. I love it. Yeah, you guys are doing some great stuff there. So if I was someone uh, in Illinois thinking about taking a look at Ames Network, where would I go to? What's the best place for me to go get information oh, and find great. out? Great. Thank you for that. You know, our, our, our the first place I direct people to is our website, amesnetwork.org. Um, we have uh, a very active Twitter um, page as well, Ames Network. A hashtag games network so i'll be reaching out and then when you go to the website it is interactive the, the schools that are in the network are listed the schools that have those schools to watch that are there they're also listed you can connect with them you can link to them and uh, we have an executive director that helps um kind of manage and guide people to where uh where they can get help where they can get support but also um if you get connected to either our website or our twitter page um, also our instagram is uh, attend one of our sessions um, because our point isn't to make a lot of money. Our point isn't to um, uh, bring in the, the the nationally known speakers. Our point is to support us at the local level and, and to connect. So um, my best suggestion, anybody, is uh, get involved, make a connection, and we can help. Awesome. Appreciate you sharing all that with us. And uh, we'll make sure we include uh, links uh, so that you can find the uh, Ames Network really easy uh, over in the show notes over at teachbetter.com. So we'll have that all over there. Hey everyone, while we take this quick break, I want to encourage you to log into Facebook and go join our private Teach Better team group. It is full of a thousand educators who are sharing ideas from the classroom, but really also brainstorming ways to start implementing these new initiatives that we're all working on. So go head over to Facebook and make sure you're a part of this incredible team. So now let's uh, let's let's flip the conversation. Let's talk about a success that you've had, uh, Steve. And this doesn't have to be anything big or small. It can be anything and whatever type of success it is. But tell us what happened. Why was it a success for you? And then what did you take away from that experience? Right, right. Well, I, I, we've had a lot of successes with Ames uh, as an organization. But the story I'd like to share is actually my own school and how we've connected to Ames there. Because uh, when you connect with the Association of Illinois Middle Grade Schools, uh, there's a framework for how your organization can best support uh, middle school children, middle school students. Um, and there's four key points behind it. It's really academic excellence, our systems and structures, are you developmentally responsive? And the big one for me is equity. 
So I want to talk about that equity thing because I think that really drives some of the modern thought and some of the, the exciting things that are happening in education. I just believe that in equity, we need to be thinking about access for kids, access to education and learning for students. Um, who has the right to um, be able to take or access or learn in a rigorous learning environment? And my answer is everybody can. And so when we create false barriers to student learning, uh, whether it's because of uh, their ability or their language or their, their, their past uh, experience, um, but regardless, we're creating false barriers. When we create barriers to their learning, then we're holding people back. And I don't believe school should, uh, sh we should be about the opposite of moving kids, moving students forward. So when we think about equity, when we start addressing the equity issue, then now we can start getting some energy and start really pushing our, our thought and our beliefs in our school. Um, obviously, to do that, you need strong systems and structures. Do you have a school that allows for collaboration? Uh, between your professionals? Do you have a school that has a strong outreach to your parent community? Uh, so if you have the system structure in place, then this equity piece is connected to that and you can be more successful. Um, the other one is about developmentally responsive. You know, are the things that you're doing in your school, are they appropriate to that grade level? Are they stretching those learners? Are they, are they challenging uh, the students and the staff in there? But without going too far, and also without being uh, undershooting as well. And I believe that if you put the equity and the systems and the development responsive pieces together, uh, you'll have those building blocks that can really support student growth from all angles, and you'll get that academic excellence as well. Um, so that's the package that AIMS um, supports people on. Um, I'm a huge believer of it. Uh, I, we've just uh, applied that and we're able to be successful at my own school. And I just want to make that connection to motivation and, and how do we motivate people and how do we move organizations? And I just want to like what you see and hear from people on social media about being positive in relationships, it's totally true because an academic excellence and a strong SEL approach, they go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other and still be equitable in your work. So to build that organization, people have to feel heard, um, they have to feel connected and they really have to feel motivated to work with you. You know, Steve, I, every time I talk to you, I, I'm, I learn something. I, I know that sounds silly. I know we talk all the time, but it, it is the, it is just the truth every single time. And your focus on wanting to connect educators, wanting to continue to, you know, support teachers, but also allow them to see the, the benefits of, of really building a network is something I'm continuously reminded of when we connect, you know, whether it be the phone or on Twitter or anything else. And, and that just gets me excited, not only, you know, being a part of Ames Network with you, but even the school you're leading, I am your incredible principal, I could just imagine you would be somebody that I would want to work with just as somebody who really values the, the purpose of what a connection can bring to an educator. And that gets me excited about, you know, the future of education and, and those leaders that exist in our buildings that are encouraging that that movement. So to kind of flip that around, uh, would you mind sharing what gets you excited about education these days? Yeah, I sure would. And a quick response to what you said. First of all, that's a great compliment. Thank you very much. But I work with many, many uh, leaders of all, whether district and building, um, not only as an ambassador for AIMS, but just in my own personal network. You know, and everybody's busy. 
and uh, education is a, is a complex and, and challenging place at times. Uh, but I find that the people who tell me that they're too busy to network and they're too busy to connect, I see those people really sometimes unhappy and, and struggling uh, with their work. And I think that sometimes having the ability to just pick up the phone or anticipating meeting your uh, acquaintance or friend at the next uh, workshop is how we really work together and, uh, and uh, supporting each other. So the, the big thing right now that I'm excited about in education is inquiry. Uh, we've been doing a lot of work in my building is inquiry. I want to keep pushing that as a as an idea. Inquiry, uh, whether it's through project-based learning or, or problem-based learning, or whether you're just uh, building it into your, your standards. But to me, inquiry is a key to that equity piece that I believe so strongly about. And it meeting really meets the needs of all the learners. Um, asking a great question. Have students pose a great problem. Why not? Then we use that springboard for research, discussion, and presentation. My school uses PBL as a form of inquiry, and then we can also make it an interdisciplinary unit. But I have to always promote just the idea about asking questions. Let's not be driven by our day-to-day -day sequencing and our curriculum maps, because the quality of work kids produce when they're motivated to discover is just outstanding. So to me, inquiry is a form of instruction in the classroom. That's an area that's developing, it's an area uh, that I want to continue to pursue, but it does require some hard conversations and analysis of our current system. Um, another thing I'm really excited about is the technology, um, really the technology as far as in the classroom, transforming feedback and formative assessment. Um, you know, we think about checking for understanding and feedback from students or staff, a variety of sources, that's motivating. Uh, when I see a teacher use a Google form or other type of class response system, and then this is key, they're using those analytics on the spot to address a learning point. You see real time coaching happen right there in the classroom between the students and teachers. Think of how all of us would benefit if we had the ability to see our learning and actions play out in front of us in real time. Oops, shouldn't have said that. I would like the feedback. Uh, I could hear more frequently what I'm thinking about. Gosh, that lends in so well, Jeff, to what we were just talking about with Monica mm -hmm. Burns in the last yeah. episode. I mean, it's it's all about wanting to help our teachers purposefully integrate these tools to create a more personalized progressive classroom, right? When you think about progressive classroom, you think about, again, whether it's technology, um, the instructional tech, 21st century skills. I mean, we're looking for collaboration, we're looking for critical thinking. And if I show up every day and I'm doing some of the rote memorization or the rote drills and um, and I just haven't as a teacher if I just haven't opened my mind and my heart to the ideas that uh, let the kids let the students own it through this through questioning and whether you leave the classroom go down the hall uh, talk to a colleague um, think of all the ways that students can interact with each other that to me that's exciting uh, and that inquiry approach, I want to connect it back to my equity. Getting kids excited about their learning is good, obviously, for, for all kids. But it really then becomes, it's how you bring in the, the, the rigor and the challenge and you can stretch the learning uh, for all of our students. Absolutely. And so that leads really well into the next question I have for you, which is how we can get more of this, right? So we have 
new teachers entering the field who see the vision, but maybe don't know how to get there, right? You have the teachers in the field that know the acronyms you're throwing out, know these ideas, but maybe don't even know how to get started, but but they're interested, right? I, I'm seeing more and more teachers hungry to to be a part of this. So as a principal, especially, what type of advice do you give a, a, an educator, a new teacher, a teacher brand new to their job um, to ensure that they are moving in this direction of, of being a part of a progressive classroom? Right, right. Well, we want to protect and support our new staff. Uh, that first being a first year teacher is, is hard. It's, it's challenging. And again, education is complex. So the first thing I always say to our, our new staff when, when they come on board is just stay, stabilize yourself, right? Just, just keep the ship heading in the right direction, which means, don't again, don't isolate yourself in your classroom. Reach out to your, whether it's a PLC or your interdisciplinary team or your mentors, but really connect with other people in the building because they're going to be your lifeline and they are the people that you want to seek help from. So after you get yourself stable and you have some direction into the work that you want to do, then you start slowly uh, transitioning into whether it's whether uh, your angle is student voice or whether it's inquiry or whether it's formative assessment. But every one of us hopefully has a passion and we have a thing that we want to build into our classrooms. So my advice to new teachers is first, find the positive people in your system, connect with them. Make sure that your door is open. Ask for help when you need it. Don't be alone. I don't feel alone. Uh, and then within maybe six weeks, two months, three months, then start to begin. Hopefully you're, you're feeling uh, stable enough that you can explore and try and begin bringing in those things, those progressive pieces that, uh, that you want to do. I love that, Steve. Uh, I love the the focus on stabilize and, and then don't be alone. Don't isolate your, yourself. Keep your door open and building that. Uh, you, you refer to it as a lifeline and connect with your lifeline. I think that's crucial because then the second part of it is then you could start moving towards some of those goals you have, maybe some of those ambitions and the, some of those progressive ideas you have. And having that support system in place when you're going after those and taking some of those risks is so crucial. So Awesome, awesome advice. Great. Love it. All right, now we're going to have a little bit of fun. We're going to do the next six questions, uh, but you're going to try to answer each one in 15 seconds or less. What do you think? Sure, let's get it done. All right, here he's we go. He's going to be great at this, Jeff. I'm not. I, I, I have no doubt he's going to rock it out. So he what practiced it, all day. <laughs> I did. I did practice. <laughs> what is one ed tech tool you cannot live without? Google Forms. Uh, what is a book that you're reading right now? Hiking Through by Paul Stutzman. It's about a guy's journey on the Appalachian Trail. Love it. Who do we need to follow on Twitter today? Ray Hewitt. Absolutely. <laughs> What's the uh, best YouTube channel or a website that you go to maybe? A resource that you turn to? You know, I, I don't have one personally. I use a lot of Edutopia as, okay. because their three-minute video clips are really good for, for training and mentoring. But other than that, I don't have one. Edutopia is a great one. Uh, give us a, a daily, weekly, or monthly routine that you think every, every teacher should get into. Slow down. Daily reflection prioritize what you're working on. Give yourself a break to think. Love it. And what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? It's how you respond to the situation that says more than the situation itself. Don't be that guy. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> that was a good one, Steve. There were two in there that I'm like, God, I got to write that down. Yeah. Luckily, yeah, luckily we, we uh, record them, Ray, so we're good. 
Oh, and I mean, obviously the show notes, Jeff. Can I do a plug for the show notes? You can absolutely do a plug for the show notes. Well, I have so much that I always like talking to you about, Steve, but I want to make sure our listeners can also stay connected to you and AIMS and everything else because there's so much value that not only you're able to share through your network, your teachers that you work with are able to share, but also the AIMS network is able to share. So would you mind telling us a little bit on how we can connect with you and keep the conversation going? Right. Well, I would love to connect with anybody. I'm here to help and uh, or connect you to other resources. You can find me through the aimsnetwork.org. You can find me at Steve Dively on Twitter. And of course, uh, sdively at d41.org is my work email. Um, you know, I'm on my own learning journey. Um, uh, social media is still like Instagram and other avenues are still something I'm working on. So right now, those are the best ways to get me. Jeff, I have to also mention that Ames Network has a Twitter chat every single Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central that I would love to see everybody at. I love it. Yes, good plug, good plug. Uh, that's Yeah, that's a fun one to get into. Thanks, Ray. And you know you can find all the links to everything we've talked about, including links to go connect with Steve and to get in on that Twitter chat and find out more about Ames Network all over at teachbetter.com. So make sure you head over there to grab all of that stuff. We'll have that all in the show notes for you. Uh, and be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. And if you can give us a rating and a review, Ray would really, really, really be happy. Make sure that you are tweeting at Ray, shooting her uh, direct messages, getting on her Instagram, and letting her know how you want her to introduce me. Please be nice. Although, honestly, I wouldn't mind to see some of the fun ones that come in. So we'll see how creative you guys can all be. Uh, but more importantly, if you can do me a big favor, do Ray a big favor. Think of someone right now who you think needs to hear these awesome stories and awesome journeys just like Steve's and forward this podcast to them. Let them know that they need to subscribe to because we want to continue to share these stories with as many people as possible because we know there's so much value in them. So do that for us. Really appreciate it. Um, Steve, seriously, seriously appreciate you taking some time with us, sharing your journey and everything that you've got going on with us. We really, really appreciate your time, man. I appreciate your time as well, Jeff and Ray. Uh, I'm a subscriber. I listen to these podcasts. Uh, I'm motivated. Uh, they're inspirational. I share them with my staff. So thank you for adding this layer of, of you know access and connection to all of us out here. Appreciate it. I love it. Steve is, is a subscriber. If you are not, I'm telling you, Ray's watching you. So subscribe. Ah! <laughs> and, then, and until next time, let's go out there and let's teach better. 